Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of the Outcast Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Shelley. Today, joined by, of course, Mr. Jack Powers. We are live via our virtual studio, um, unnamed, doesn't matter. We're getting the job done. And we have a lot to talk about. Beginning with the NBA playoffs, we are finally into the first round. Um, so far, general thoughts. Um, it's been fun. I don't, I don't know which games you want to start with, but I've been watching a decent amount. Probably not as much as I should, uh, but every game's been thrilling. The, you know, the Mavericks just magically being better without Luca. Yeah, and awesome. Tim Hardaway, and Tim Hardaway. Yep, and yeah, yeah, yeah. That's we're we're grouping those together. We are like, simply yeah. because Tim Hardaway is a part of that atrocious draft class. <laughs> forever goes down in history. That's like um, like I was in one movie once. So yeah, like it's like me and like Brad Pitt. Like yeah, that. correct. <laughs> Absolutely. I um, mean, technically, you you should have been at the Oscars this year. I didn't think about that until right now. Let me let me look something up. Was oh. my movie nominated? <laughs> oh, this that's going right on the resume. Um, this good is podcast. Po- this is great podcasting. So early the in movie, the show movies, too. The movie's called Plan B. Okay. Um, make sure you check it out. I don't. I don't think it was. You know so what? We, we can go ahead and uh, rule that as a flop. Or a, a, a snub, I believe is the word. Yep, that's, that's the correct terminology. One might say biggest snub of the year. Wait, it says it has one win and two nominations. Whoa. It has a GLAAD Media Awards nominee and Hollywood Critic Association win. So where's my trophy? Where's my plaque? Where, where's my everything? And where's the Plan C spinoff? Yes. Uh, that, well, and then you also have to do the prequel. You have to get plan A. Oh, plan A. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll start. I, if called upon, I would star in both plan A and plan C. I got to pick a lot of my characters, you know, background. Um, so he was kind of like a bad boy. So maybe there's something there. Okay. I like that. <laughs> well, uh, the plan B for the Mavericks in terms of guard options. Right Wait, now, real quick, real quick. I tossed you the bad boy to try to give you a segue, but then you just 360 and went plan B. I only said bad boy because I thought you were like bad boy Kyrie. That's where I thought we were going. Nope. I, I was trying wow. to, I was trying to segue back to the fact that Jalen Brunson is guard two. <laughs> plan B for the Mavs dropping 41 points in game two, but plan you know B. what? Plan B stands for plan Brunson. Ooh. Ooh. I like that. 41 points. Uh, so far, the highest in the playoffs. Just well, like we all thought. Yeah, everybody <laughs> predicted it. Um, He's so the, good. The, the Jazz suck. Yeah, okay. Yep. Like, like we, we have to discuss this. They have been in the playoffs, and they've just been the same team for, like, six years. I'm, I'm trying to think of, like, a comp, and it's, like, actually impossible. I'm going to send you, I think, a picture of Rudy Gobert. Because I am, you know, a Rudy Gobert somewhat defender. Oh, I don't. I, I can't. No. I don't, nope. think I, ha- I don't think I have the picture, but that's fine. He caught an alley-oop 
Nobody was close. He missed. He then, a quarter later, same exact play, missed another wide-open layup. This time, fought for the offensive rebound, immediate offensive foul. It's like Rudy Gobert on offense is if they just made you and me seven feet tall. Yeah. Like, like I truthfully believe that. I'm not saying I'd be as good as Rudy Gobert because he's really good on defense or whatever. I don't care. Um, because, like, your defense doesn't matter if you can't make a layup. I agree. Um, also, Rudy Gobert forever hates will, the NBA. Hates terrorist. the NBA. I mean, he, he, he caused the lockdown. I, he <laughs> is the sole reason. You, we cannot like him. We are enemies I will of Rudy say Gobert. The, one, the most redeeming quality about Rudy Gobert, one of the better nicknames in sports. The Stifle Tower is as good as it gets. It really is. That that is that is pretty good. Uh, the Jazz are the Minnesota Twins of the NBA, regular season heroes, and then can't get well, the job done. No, 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 no. Well, I, okay. hate that. I, I hate that comp. I hate actually. That comp. You know what? The Jazz can win a playoff game. Yeah, Jazz never gets swept. The Jazz never gets swept. Uh, I mean, I hate to say it, the Jazz might be the Cleveland baseball team. That might be their comp, whether it's oh. the Indians or Guardians. Wow. Always pretty good in the regular season. And then it's just flukes, disappearances as soon as they get to the playoffs. I hate to say it, but that might be the comp. The only thing is Cleveland has 2016. Mm, that's Utah, true. Like that's the only. Oh, yeah, that's it. It's about the, it. But the Jazz are just throwing monster because – there is no way that they improve from what they are. Like yeah. that's what they are. This is they are peak Utah Jazz, and they have been for like the past five years. And it just doesn't matter. Like Donovan Mitchell is very good. I've been what I've been doing is just judging athletes just solely based on how much dog I think have in them. Mm. Like I don't think Donovan Mitchell's got that much dog in him. I don't think so either. Like I think he's got a little dog. I think he's like an all star, but like I don't think he's that guy. And Rudy Gobert is a good defensive player, but he's soft. Rudy Gobert, yeah, soft is an overstatement. <laughs> like, like, here, like, I know I couldn't successfully go back to the basket on Rudy Gobert, but I'm trying it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try to draw a foul. I, I am, like, I think in my head, like, I'm stronger than him. <laughs> like, I know I'm not. But like again, my brain, like firmly, is like he's so soft. Like I would, I could beat Rudy Gobert in every single athletic event in my head. Well, the with Jazz no are, training. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm with you on that. The Jazz are in trouble. It's one-one, and Luca's supposed to return for Game Three. Also, Tim Hardaway got to throw him in there now <laughs> by default. Um, They're getting their stars back. Yeah, they are. It's going to be <laughs> the two-headed monster. <laughs> Um, I and I, I think that's one of the more boring series so far. It really is. They just had yeah. one good game, like Maxi Kleber just turning into Dirk, hitting like seven threes. That was awesome. Yeah, I don't know um, where that came from, but like that game's like that's just a bluff series. Even with Luca, Luca's Luca and Mitchell are the only like enjoyable, consistent, consistently enjoyable players in that whole series. Like Brunson's awesome, but like he's not gonna. <laughs> do that again 
I do. I do occasionally enjoy watching Jordan Clarkson do whatever he does, but Jordan, yeah, Jordan, Jordan Clarkson is Jordan Clarkson. Like, yeah, I just, I, I never know what I'm going to see, but I, I know it's going to be entertaining. I still think one of the funniest tweets of all time. I wish I remembered who did it. It was like, quote, it's Jordan Clarkson time. Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. <laughs> Accurate. Uh, the Phoenix pelican series that first game was was pretty boring it's, it's, just, o- it's over it's, it's, over. Over. it's already over <laughs> like, i mean i i feel bad for brandon ingram he's out there doing everything in his power but it, it just does not matter i watched i watched like the first half game one um devin booker started the game with a deep pull from three i looked at paul my roommate and i said yeah that's the that's i called series dagger after the first made shot, <laughs> Booker Booker got a lot of dog in him. Oh, he a lot he of dog does. in Devin Booker. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> also, I hate that they pan over to Zion at least two times a quarter, <laughs> and he's always just smiling, looking up at the jumbotron. Like, what? Why show him? I, they're at a crossroads. The both of them. We're not seeing him for the playoffs. Well, yeah, because they play three more games. <laughs> like, come on. Right. Did you see that video of Shaq and Chuck? Chuck was like, <laughs> Pelicans aren't beating them. I'll give you any bet you want. Well, this game Chuck, series is over. Chuck said the same thing about the Bulls. He said they were they were getting swept and it wasn't even a question. I guess yes. we, 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 can, we can get into that now. We may as well. I watched game one and I'm telling you, for about three and a half quarters, I did well. I didn't buy in. I, I refused to believe that they were hanging with the Bucks in game one in Milwaukee. Kobe White goes on a 7-0 and run by himself in the fourth. We take the lead, and I, I bit. Hook, line, and sinker like a fool. I, I convinced myself we were going to win game one, and then Damar and Vucevic – were so bad. So I, I saw a, a new stat about DeMar DeRozan that I'm like, yeah, that's what he is. He has more playoff games in which he shot under 40% than playoff games he has won. Wow. So bad. It's like, because regular season defense is not the same as playoff defense. Like the mid-range contested jump shots just not going to work in the playoffs. Like it's just not. So it sucks. Also, Zach Levine hucking a three in yeah. a three-point game with like a minute and a half left. Like unbelievable. I don't blame Zach though, because DeMar shot seven for 25 <laughs> and Vucevic shot nine for 26. How does a center like Vucevic shot two for 10 from three? Okay, I mean. I would not be playing uh, Vucevic game two. If you're shooting 10 threes when Brooke Lopez is guarding you, I'm, I'm take him to you, the hole. He was open at the top of the key so many times. I watched the, it, in the fourth quarter after the Kobe White spiel, they took mm-hmm. the lead. DeMar came down the court four consecutive possessions he shot the ball. He airballed twice. <laughs> DeMar went 0 for 2 from 3. Oh, God. It was terrible. I already know. Here's my prediction for game two. 
I'm I'm saying because there's no way we're holding the Bucks under 100 again. <laughs> it's going to be 122 to 93, 94. So I was looking at the um, just the series odds. After a game one loss, I wanted to put some money down on the Nets to still win that series. And then I see just let's put in perspective the Celtics and Nets odds to win the series. The Celtics are now minus 250. Okay. The Nets are were plus 172, which is like, you know, decent odds. Then I look over at the Bulls series. You want to take a guess on what the Bucks odds for that series were? Minus 3,000. Oh. <laughs> That's the most disrespectful thing that I've seen in my entire life. Minus $3,000 you have to risk to win 100. That's how much of a lock it is. That's crazy. <laughs> it's so crazy. You know what? My one of my roommates asked me. That's worse uh, than the eight seeds. Yeah. Well, I we're a, f- a fraudulent organization. <laughs> I'm not shocked. <laughs> Game one was just it, it was a reminder of why I do not enjoy watching the Bulls <laughs> mid-April and on. <laughs> Crushing. Uh, yeah, no, Milwaukee is going to win four in a row. Not, not even close. It's, it's going to be bad. Uh, we'll head now to the Golden State and Denver series. We won't spend hardly any time on this. It, it's a wrap. Jokic is a fraud. It's over. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't think Jokic is a fraud. He's a fraud this year. I think – no, 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 because I got to push narratives here. Okay. Uh, that The Nuggets would be picking first overall if Jokic wasn't on the floor. And I'll, I do have a picture saved to send you now that okay. should summarize why, A, you think Jokic should be MVP, and B, why you should be rooting against the 76ers, because oh. it is it is an embarrassment. The caption of this picture was, this is the most unethical thing I have ever seen in my life. These guys have no shame. Just sent it it is just oh okay well well to all the listeners out there it is Joel Embiid and James Harden both on the floor on their backs uh hands overhead as 511 Fred Van Vliet towers over them yes yeah I can't stand this team yeah the 76ers are hard to watch they blew I mean both games now they have just dismantled the Raptors but it it does there's they're not fun to watch there's no like the what they were talking about inside the NBA before the game was whether or not James Harden was going to go perfect from the free throw line that's that's the topic of discussion all like like I have I don't know if I've mentioned this on past podcasts I have stopped referring to them as a basketball team they are not they do not they do not play basketball I don't know what they do but I can, you know how like the Supreme Court uh, defined pornography is like, I can't describe it, but I know it when I see it. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Um, it, shout out to anyone who had pornography get mentioned on the pod today. Yep. But um, that's what I feel like. I can't describe what basketball is, but I know it when I see it. Sixers ain't doing that. Yeah, no. Like, and the like. Plus, the games are so slow. They stop it every – it's like 12 seconds. There's so a whistle. I, 
for for my my social media job, I had an edgy tweet that went mm. kind of viral. Um, I tweeted a picture of Al Jefferson and said, "Joel Embiid, if the free throw line didn't exist, wow, and let I stand by that." Wow. I, I like it was mostly a joke, but it got like so many re- like responses, quote tweets. I stand by it now. Stir the pot. Yeah, and the thing is, people who were bad mouthing that just don't know about how good Al Jefferson was back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Al Jefferson in the post, a little shimmy. That he man was a rocket. Dude, I watched. Him. I I yesterday. I no joke. Watched like forty minutes of Al Jefferson highlights. If he wanted to play like Joel Embiid, he could have. Like yeah. he very much could have. He could have been so much better. He gets people up in the air like nobody's business. And then instead of going to the line, he sidesteps and takes the layup. Like, it's just, it's shameless. It's disgusting. And the Sixer fans who were like, then don't foul him. Shut up. Yeah, that's Shut what, up. That's and don't that's... foul. What do you want us to do? Yeah. <laughs> you went into the foul. We, yeah. like, the defense doesn't try to. You initiate yeah. contact. It's frustrating. I get why Nick Nurse was complaining. And yeah, but so, Nick, and, Nick Nurse started complaining and kind of walked it back. Didn't like yeah, that. No, no. And then Joel, icing on the cake, he basically said, yeah, I told him to stop bitching about the calls. Yeah. Like, I, I would have loved Nick Nurse. Someone needs to look Joel Embiid in the face and say, you play like a 12-year-old girl and then spit in his face. Like, that's what <laughs> we need. Well, I, I don't know like, if that's going to happen, but it may happen. I, I am, the the I, only way any satisfaction comes is if they get bounced. Yeah. Oh, my. This is the thing. Like, Philadelphia fans, they are probably the either best slash worst at this, depending on how you judge it, at playing meaningless victim. Yep. Um, so, like, they're, they're, they're number one at it, but, like, that's not the best, but it's like, you know. Um, they like think the league is out to get them and that like this is a fake narrative that they hunt free throws. Yeah. Number one and number three. And like Sixer fans are like, oh yeah, do Giannis next. Giannis shoots a lot of free throws. That doesn't like change. Giannis, like if that's your point, the point is then what about ism is what you're doing. Well, if I say also, it's also different because Joel unlike Giannis does not try to dunk on everybody within two meters of the basket. Giannis does not flop. Giannis goes to the basket. Joel goes to the guy, to the defender. No, he goes to the defender and then to the floor. Like, but I just hate the like defense of like Joel Embiid flops a lot. And then the the response is, but what about Giannis? Also drew holiday and Chris Middleton aren't shooting as many free throws as Harden is. Yeah, no, it's just unwatchable, and it's, like, rubbed off on, like, Tobias Harris. Kind of fraudulent, by the way. I know I've said some different things about him in the past. Well, I mean, every, he, just, he doesn't deserve the contract he has. Every shot, every time, if you go down, the way I view the Sixers, every time that a foul isn't called, you won the defense. You, like, you won that possession. And then especially if it's – um if it's shot by anyone other than Embiid or Hart. Well, I was going to say, usually the only possessions I have seen in which 
the opposition wins the possession is when Danny Green shoots a three. Yeah. Or, or Tobias. Tobias Harris shoots a mid-range. Yeah. Also, Tyrese Maxey is easily the most skilled player on that team. Tyrese so, Maxey is an incredible talent. So I'm going to say this is my final MVP take. Joel Embiid should not win MVP because there is not value in hunting for free throws. And he is not the most skilled player on his team. Okay. That's well then my I- final stake in the heart of every 76er fan. I can't watch him and be like, that's valuable. When Jokic is out there making his teammates better. Joel Embiid yeah. just stat padding. And what, a, Jokic, what is garbage? I, and Jokic isn't playing one of the most prime playoff guards ever, Jordan Poole. <laughs> correct, correct. If, if the Sixers had to go through Jordan Poole, it'd be a wrap. It would be a wrap. Jordan Poole is hooping right now, to say the least. He's got almost 30 a game so far. The Warriors are up 2-0 on Denver. I know we already talked about this, mm-hmm. but Jokic has his hands full. And also, you know what? I, I, I thought about this while I was watching. People forget how good bubble Jamal Murray was. He, he, couldn't, was so he couldn't miss a shot. He was so good. Um, and MPJ. Like, they don't have anything. Like, they literally no. have Jokic. Yeah. Um, but this is where we've reached a conundrum. Warriors are good enough to make the finals. No doubt yeah. about it. Yep. Does this is like a rock in a hard place? My anti warrior agenda and my anti Kevin Durant agenda. Mm. Because if the Warriors win a title without Kevin Durant, that hurts the legacy. Yep. <laughs> that hurts the legacy a lot. If, <laughs> if Andrew Wiggins can replace you, like, <laughs> that is a legacy cruncher. Okay, I but see. That. I hate the Warriors. Yep. So, I I don't I don't know where I stand on them. Okay. Well, we got to talk about the Nets a little bit. Uh, you wrote down on the rundown here. Kyrie is making me respect him, which we yeah. have gone from in a couple of weeks, uh, calling out the mayor twice, back to back podcasts for not implementing any. We'll make it a third. Eric Adams is still a certifiable unanimously considered coward of the greatest <laughs> measurement possible <laughs> impeach eric adams <laughs> um Kyrie. uh one sec one more eric adams okay here we go uh either yesterday or today the man compared heroin to cheese he's oh. vegan he wants to get people more vegan he was like cheese is heroin <laughs> I swear to God, is it possible that I got like kind of duped and just read the headline? You and may was have, like, you may have Eric Adams through you. Yeah. Like, but that's that's truth as far as I'm concerned. Until yeah, yeah, I'm, you got to rock. <laughs> you got to rock with that. Um, we got to talk about the Nets. So Kyrie last game, game one in Boston, which was a great game. It was. Um, Tatum wins it on a spinning layup. It, it was down to the wire. Kyrie played so well in the fourth quarter and he did it after flipping off the Boston crowd twice, which is, I I think probably the biggest, I I haven't seen anybody go directly against Boston sports fans like that in quite some time. Kyrie has now stepped on the logo and has done, has flipped off the crowd multiple times and it's only game one. So, so my, my, the reason I said, I'm starting to respect Kyrie is, 
I firmly believe that if you buy a ticket, you have every right to boo, harass, scream, insult, anything pretty much that's not like racially motivated is fair game. Okay. But on the flip side of that, if you're going to dish it out, you got to take it. You got to be able, like, you got to be able to take it. So yeah. I'm all in. If Kyrie's hearing it and Kyrie's giving it back, he should not get fined. He should not get anything. That they're just hashing it out. If 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 you're giving it, you got to be able to take it. So here's what, here's what I want to know: Why are people overreacting to this? But when Devin Booker, when the 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 video of him went viral when he's walking the ball up the floor and chirps back to the fan, everybody was just like, "Oh, oh. that's just Devin Booker." I mean, there's a lot more history here. Um, yeah, that is fair. That is fair. And like literally the entire city of Boston and me hates Kyrie. <laughs> and but I, I am still vehemently anti-Kyrie. Screw that guy. Also, we got to add Boston's mayor to this list. I don't know who she, he or she is. I think it's a she. I think they elected an Asian woman. Um, okay. For, for first Asian woman in Boston history. Okay. Um, what a what a political poll from that. Yeah. Uh, but we got to get her out of office too. Uh, for, <laughs> for not implementing a vaccination requirement. Uh, but I will say this: Celtics fans acted like they won the title after barely winning Game One at home. At home, when Kevin Durant played awful. Awful. So. Like, I, I just, I, I'm, are we in agreement here? Like the Nets are still winning this series. Oh, I absolutely. Okay. This is what I have said. And this is what everybody says to me. Who do you have winning until proven? Otherwise I'm not picking against Kevin Durant. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And also Marcus Martin deserved defensive player of the year. No. Sure. And did you watch that? Did you see the, the Gary Payton the, thing? Yeah. I thought that was cool. It was cool, but it was it was the longest thing you could just see on Gary Payton's face. He's like, I just want to give you the award, get this over with, and leave. Also, it just Marcus Smart was plus twenty two thousand to win Defensive Player of the Year a month ago. What changed? Yeah, like I don't know. It's just like you can't do as much as a ball as a perimeter defender. Um, also, like you can't look at Giannis and then look at Marcus Smart and be like, yeah, Marcus Smart's the better defender. Like, you just can't. No. No, you can't. So. Well, any other NBA talk? I'm not bringing up the Hawks series. That's fine. PJ's got us. I'm not even. What's the score right now? I don't even know. It's not. I'm on. checking. I mean, I'm just going to check P- PJ's point total. Um, Safe to assume he probably has 40. Yep. Hawks, uh, Heat one by ten. PJ put up. Guess how many, baby? Thirteen. Not one, not two, three. Nice, nice. Oh, he's got he had he had a triple single. Oh, three three points, two assists, six boards, twenty four minutes. That's a great day at the office. (laughs) Collect the check. Collect the check, PJ. At a boy. We are nine days away from the NFL draft. Um, Jack, this has historically been one of your 
wheelhouse topics for for the pod. I have never cared for drafts for a reason. Um, Notorious for giving me nightmares. Um, But here we are nine days away. The Bears are, as everybody, I swear this is every year, looking for a wide receiver. Um, But before we get to draft news, we have to talk about some moves that the Cleveland Browns have made. Denzel Ward, 105 or $100.5 million deal. Talk to me. It's a good move. Uh, It's one of those moves that's going to look a lot better in two years. Yeah. Um, Because NFL salary cap next year is going to explode because of the new TV deal. So players are going to be making $150 million contracts, $170 million contracts. And Denzel Ward is probably a top seven corner. And he's not even going to be paid in the top 10 in the next five years. So all for it. Um, I also just like how salary cap's not real. We've spent like $500 million this offseason and somehow have more cap space than when the offseason started. Hmm. Um, and assuming that they can trade Baker, uh, they will jump Carolina and have the most cap space in the NFL. Yeah, I, don't, but- I don't know how. Uh, but yeah, we don't ask those questions. The, they got all these Ivy League nerds who were just doing the cap, and it's like, yeah, we got it. So plus one hundred move. I, we have like <laughs> ninety five million in cap. Or no, we well, have like forty five million. Well, you may have that, but you have a thorn in your side with Baker Mayfield, who it's, it's has bad. turned into an absolute mess this off season. What's the last that we talked? The Panthers were interested. What do we know? Panthers still interested, uh, Seahawks maybe, but oh, uh, workout started today. Baker mm. was a no-show, thank God. The only thing that could have made it worse was if he showed up today. Yeah, that would have been bad. That would have uh, been so awkward. It would have been I – do, I do see the humor in it. It would have been hilarious. It really would have been. Um, if he just showed up and acted like nothing had changed. Yeah. Or what if he just showed up and didn't say a word to anyone? And just practiced. Yeah. Because I know Steve Young did that. Uh, The team wanted to trade him and he was under contract. So he just showed up and started working out. And if you're under contract, you got to be allowed in the facility. Wow. Yeah. So it's tough. I I think they'll trade him in the next couple of days. Um, With every passing day, I think it gets a little more likely that they attach money to his contract and especially with Denzel's new deal which 100 million dollar contract somehow created 12 million dollars of cap space no idea how um must suck having a broke owner though I'll tell you that much (laughs) um but with the Denzel contract we now have way more than enough flexibility to attach a lot of money if it means getting something of better value yeah. Which is so like if we have to attach 10 mil, but we get an extra second round pick fine by me. Yep. You, you have written on the uh, rundown that the Baker and Jimmy G situation is it's the exact very, same. it's the same, but quite different. It's the situation is the exact same. The way that the individuals have handled it. So different. Jimmy G is the pros pro. He's your favorite quarterback's favorite quarterback. Baker, 
is just being whiny. Like, it's just, it's a lot, man. Like, I don't know who thought it'd be a good idea. Like, Baker needs someone to tell him no to stuff. Like, why would he go on a podcast? Like, why would he make every critic about him right? Yeah. Like, and then you just got Jimmy. Like, Jimmy, they he's been open. The Niners been open back. He didn't go to camp today. They're still working on a trade. My gut tells me now Jimmy ends up in Carolina. Yeah. And Baker ends up in Seattle. Well, that would add to the list of the Browns uh, problems. They've made some good moves, but now being investigated for tanking. I mean, yeah. Like, this is the. I mean, like, I. Th- I- this isn't even a headline. Like, this is just, I feel like this is like, common sense. We were on board. Everyone was on board. <laughs> like, well, like, like they're going to. The team certainly wasn't going to win. <laughs> like, I don't get why this became an issue. Like, it's because Surratt Hugh Jackson. Uh, by the way, should I give Rat a call? Um, but. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, we, we need Rat back on. Let me, is he uh, even you, alive? You want me to give him a call? Let's give I don't him a know. Call. I don't think he's going to answer. I don't expect him to. I'm giving him a call. But anyway, Hugh Jackson like said they were tanking and then was like, actually, no, no, they're not. So now the NFL is investigating and the Browns want an investigation just to prove how dumb Hugh Jackson is. But like, come on, we all know. We all know. Yeah. They were tanking. All right. Call and wrap. What do, what do you think the odds are that he answers? Slim to none. I'm going to say 5%. If he does pick up, just say rat and hang up. Can you hear? Can you hear the ring? Oh, we can hear. This, is, right. this is quality podcasting. I can't. I hate him. It's, it's over. unreal. Nope. I got to wow. leave a message. I'm leaving a message and say, you dirty rat. And then I hang up. Good. Hi, this is Jack Salmon. I'm currently away from my phone right now. If you could just please leave a message. I'll try to get back to you as soon as possible. How professional. At the tone, please record. I know how voicemails work, guys. (laughs) Hey, uh, you rat. Uh, We try to call you, try to get a rat. That's MIA. What's up with that? Rat. Rat, 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 rat. <laughs> oh, that'll show him. Good segment. Uh, what if I die tomorrow? And then oh, that's the last the thing. That, rat, that, rat, segment, rat. that segment was brought to you by Velveeta. We're going to start is- calling him every podcast. And it's just ne- he never is going to answer. He's big league dust. He has. He's absolutely big league nuts. This is a tough position to be in. <laughs> tough position. Uh, we round out the NFL with uh, Debo. He's gone. He's so gone. He's, did you see his brother? <laughs> no. His brother is just commenting on everything, being like, at least he's not going to be a 49er. <laughs> I mean, oh, he's that's, like, that's, a, that's a good family member right there. He's definitely a Jet. Right, like there's no way he's not a jet if he gets dealt. Yeah. So why you have (laughs) stay stay in San Francisco? Kyle Shanahan. You have one of the best, most creative coaches who made you who you are. (laughs) 
<laughs> no other coach is going to be like, yeah, you can play running back and have or running back and ride receiver. So yeah. now you want to go to the Jets? Like, have fun. Have fun in the Meadowlands. I think the Jets are going to be like okay this year too. Don't get me wrong. Like I know they're not, but I want to say that I think. That's so in case they ceiling. are, their their ceiling is so low. Yeah, that's their what I'm ce- saying. Their ceiling is okay. Their their schedule is unbelievably hard. Uh, <laughs> they have like the hardest schedule in the NFL. Sorry, right, the um, Bears had it for almost back to back years. So, uh, I think I think the Jets on paper are better than the Bears, but I think the Bears might end up with a better record. Well. <sighs> I'm not but, saying anything about that. I mean, the Jets have two top ten picks, so in theory, they should they have they have pick ten or pick four, ten, thirty five, thirty eight, and then I think one more second rounder. Wow. So like, well, at least four of those will be botched picks, though. So it's yeah. But what if they just trade one of them for Debo, trade another one for another guy, and just just, just don't. You can't mess up the draft if you, if just you don't only draft. draft stars or only <laughs> trade for stars. I like that. I like that. Well, we'll uh, we conclude the NFL and, and head into the MLB. Um, bad look on our part, right off the bat, talking about the Guardians' hot start last pod. Yep, they've lost three straight. Yep, uh, tough. As soon as I become a fan, they are terrible. So I'm going to have to revoke my fandom That's... temporarily for they your have... sake. They have made a pretty big move. Uh, one of our top prospects has gotten the call up, Gabriel Arias, the Love main him. piece of the Mike Clevenger trade. Okay. Um, but he might just be up because tomorrow's a doubleheader and you get the extra guy. So only time will tell. What do we got? A motorway outside? Dude, it's like the Daytona 500. I, I don't know if we've talked about it. It's because Hawaii, allegedly, Hawaii doesn't have windows. So. Like my window is just open. Like last night, just a homeless guy just screaming from like 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. Tough. <laughs> that is a tough scene. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another tough scene in the MOB. That's a good segue. Angel Hernandez. This I this happened right before we hit record. Yeah, this is this is as breaking news as breaking news gets. Um, so from first base, ruled ball four. <laughs> I don't even know because he licked because uh, how wait Kikuchi. you you say Kikuchi you say Kikuchi okay licked his fingers and Angel Hernandez ruled ball four is <laughs> the first base ump he just went like this <laughs> like it wasn't bad and then like the the broadcaster the hitter no one knew what to do I'd never seen that call made before <laughs> just. He just cut out the rule book for a day. <laughs> Let the kids play, except if their tongue even grazes their index finger. Then first base. Wow. Hold on now. Maybe Angel Hernandez secretly working for the CDC. Wow. He's really preventing the spread of germs. Big COVID guy, Angel Hernandez. Wow. I didn't think about that. Um Definitely, probably true. Yep. Definitely, probably could be true. Definitely, probably probable. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it's just Angel being Angel. Well, we have somebody else being just themselves, and that's Aaron Boone. 
Um, actually, not being him. No, he. This is the best move Boone's ever made. Literally, the greatest decision Aaron Boone has ever made, and I didn't even watch it. Um, <laughs> this the season strike continues. I had to turn off notifications for score alerts on my phone. That would kind of hurt. But um, Boone pulling Cole after 1.2 innings, <laughs> arguably one of the better things he's done. Garrett Cole is Sucks. terrible. He's so garbage. Bad. Well, he doesn't suck. He's just a five. Yeah. Because I'll be honest, that hurts more. Because, like, everyone can be like, he sucks. But to be like, I mean, he's fine. He's just a number four. Like, that hurts more as an insult. So he's a four or a five. He's a five on a good team, a four on a bad team. Okay. That, that, that we can work with. Um, the Yankees terrible I, I i don't even there's not even really a standout team i mean the dodgers the mets are doing well yeah mets. They, they have eight wins but the nl west is really good i mean what's new dude the giants aren't good it's smoke and mirrors and they're gonna do it again they're not good their lineup's terrible it's darren ruff hits third that's rough <laughs> that's rough oh i'm just saying it's the easiest one we got um i don't even know what else Pitch clock? Oh, yeah. So, apparently, the new pitch clock, 14 seconds and 18 seconds, have shaved 20 minutes on average off of games. Give it to me. Yeah. Give it like it's so, – it should be should be implemented tomorrow. I, I'm it, sick it, of all this waiting around time. I love baseball. I want as much baseball as possible. Baseball is not guys standing around, twiddling their thumbs, getting ready to play. Yeah. Make it a five second pitch clock. I don't care. Wow. <laughs> Let's get crazy with it. Wow. Um, also, we should bring up the fact that Clayton Kershaw, after reportedly in the offseason, potentially not coming back, he did come back uh, through seven perfect innings and got pulled the other night. Yep. Um, Clayton Kershaw, ladies and gentlemen. And Freddie Freeman. Yep. With an ultimate revenge game homer. That, yep. He was always hitting a home run in that game. There was zero question about that. But yeah, uh, it, we got one more thing, I think. Yeah, the biggest news. I, I can't believe it. He I, who must not be named Bob Nightingale is on Cameo. You can pay Bob Bob Nightingale to say just about anything. So I have so many things that I, I could talk about this for an hour. But let's start here. How much do you think it costs? I'm going to say three bucks. No. Oh, the other way. Um. I thought you were going to guess high. Most people on Cameo set their prices like absurdly high. Bob Nightingale is only 30 bucks. <laughs> like, I am confident I could get him to say something messed up. Yeah, just trick him. Yeah. <laughs> like, just, just write a, 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 a dub, dub, multiple double negatives in a script. <laughs> or, like, I just don't think he knows big words. Oh, <laughs> Like, Wait, is there a is there a package deal where you can get him and his son engaging would, in conversation? No, no dude. <laughs> oh, hey, son, pass me the mashed potatoes, okay? <laughs> but you pass me the donuts. Oh, don't <laughs> you love our our mashed potato donut sandwich, son? Thanks, Dad. <laughs> that's that's ninety nine percent of their conversations. Have you ever seen the picture of Bob Home Donuts? Yep. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> but I don't. I don't know if this is true. The way cameo works for celebrities is, you can pick between if you keep the money 
or if the money goes to charity. Mm. Yeah, I, I am. I don't know for sure. I'm willing to bet every dollar in my bank account. It's not going to charity, but 30 bucks is like, I can afford that. I don't know what I do it for. Um, mm. But also I have one more cameo thing. I want to say we, we won't talk about Bob so much. Uh, Padres fans have gone next level. You know, the, like you just lost two memes. Yeah. Uh, Padres fans have started paying porn stars who are on cameo to be like, you just got dicked down by the San Diego Padres. Really? Yes. That is some of the... There's like 10 separate like adult film stars who have recorded you just got long dicked by the San Diego Padres. I can't believe it. That is... That is next. Imagine you're a player and you just you're going through replies. It's so funny. It's so funny. Wait, wait. Let me try to find one. That oh, might dude. be that might be one of the funniest trash talking methods. <laughs> that is uh, my my adult, you know, um, film knowledge very small, but so I had to look her up. Padre, I mean, this is a weird tough scene for the search history. Yeah, weird. Oh, uh, the thing! Oh, fuck. Who did the Who did the Padres play? Um, I think they. This is great podcasting once again. Yeah. Uh, I think they played the Reds. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gotta go find a Reds tweet. But it's it's objectively hilarious that a team would do this. Just in the direct replies. Yeah, just the responses. That is gold. I don't know. I don't know how long I'm gonna look for it. That's all right. Just just chalk it. We just chalk, chalk it. it. Chalk it. All right. I'll I'll keep looking, but we move on. We uh, move or on. is all we all we have left? All we have. Well, I mean, we should mention this quickly. Uh, the listeners can't see this, but I mentioned this before the podcast. I'm wearing an Oakland A's hat in honor of the fact that they have nine players on the COVID nineteen list. Um, this all happens directly after the nationwide mask mandate uh, for travel is lifted. So tough scene. In fact, the entire AL West is now being infected. Uh, the Seattle Mariners just placed two more people um, on the COVID-19 list to join Mitch Hanniger. So here we go again. Here we go again. All right. You ready for the main event? Yep. All right. I got nine for you. Oh, my goodness. This is going to be ba- I already know today is going to be bad. So I will tell you, every single person here is on an MLB roster. Where okay. in the world is Adam Wainwright? He's still playing. He is still playing. <sighs> uh, is he on the Cubs? No, he is still a St. Louis Cardinal. I thought that was a gimme. It's Wainwright, Yachty, and Pujols all retiring together. Okay, well, uh, I, I didn't even know Wayne. What is he throwing, 80 miles an hour? Something now? like that on a good day. Uh, next up, where in the world is Wandy Peralta? Wandy Peralta, give me a break. Former left-hander, known for uh, probably the Astros, lefty with a good changeup. Um, let's hear is, it. Is it AL or NL? AL. Hmm. Well, I was going to say Brewers, so that's good. Um, <laughs> he's on the Mariners. No, he's a New York Yankee. He is their eighth inning guy. 
I wouldn't know. I swear to God, every time I I put a Yankees game on or walked into Paul watching a Yankees game, and every time it's Wandy Peralta on the bump. Uh, next wow. up, where where in the world's Andrew McCutcheon? This is bad. I just saw a highlight of this. I I thought you had a chance of getting like six today. It's I no have, longer looking like that. I have no clue. Um, Kutch? I don't even know. I, I thought he was still – he was like one of the last people signed, wasn't he? He was signed – yeah, he was signed pretty late. I don't know. All right, give me a – He's in the NL. Uh-oh. Is he on the Giants? He is not. He was at some point, but he yeah, is I knew on that. the Milwaukee Brewers. That's stupid. Next up. This is I th- bad. I think this one this one should be a gimme. Right. Where in the world's Kenley Jansen? <laughs> oh, this is brutal. Kenley Jansen, most known for his time with the Dodgers. He signed a one-year, I believe, sixteen million dollar deal with this team. So oh, you, no, you, he, no, he he joined another super team. Kenley did. I'm almost certain of it. I don't know. I mean, technically, super team. What he? he I, I it's Atlanta, right? It is Atlanta. We got okay. one. We're on the board. All right. I I would I. Oh, this is bad. This is not good. Uncharted waters today. Next up. Where in the world's Eugenio Suarez? Oh, Eugenio. Eugenio. Former Cincinnati Red. Uh, I would always mix him and Renato Nunez up, but I think he's only been on the Reds. But he's on a different team now. Eugenio. I, I have. Just throw a guess out. No, no, I got to think. All right. I know he got traded. I know. I'm you know what? I'll give. I'll give you a hint. He was in the same trade that Jesse Winker was in. Seattle Mariners. Yeah, it's a Seattle Mariner. That's what I'm talking about. Next up, where in the world is Taylor Rogers? Minnesota Twins. So close. He just got traded from the Twins. Then he's on the Cincinnati Reds. Nope. Um, I'll give you a hint. He was traded to the team that used to have Emilio Pagan. Well, Emilio Pagan is a Giants legend. So I'll be honest, there are two Emilio Pagans. This Emilio Pagan is a relief pitcher. Oh. Well, then I'm clueless. Uh, <laughs> the team Chris Paddock used to be on. Chris Paddock? Yep. Wasn't he on the the Padres? He was. Paddock is now a twin. Wow. Yeah. All right. We got three more. I gotta be honest. I'm not sure you get. I'm not sure you get. Oh come on. Where in the world's Kendall Graveman? That's gonna be difficult. (laughs) Former relief pitcher. He's been on. I think the A's, but I mostly know him for the Astros. Oh, really good in MLB chill. Throws five. Uh, you you got to give me a. You got to give me a hint. AL. This team has absolute dudes coming out of the bullpen. Dudes. 
absolute dudes. Everyone in that bullpen throws like 110 miles an hour. Moment of truth. Any guess? Did you not hear what I said? No, I didn't. I said it's got to be the White Sox. It is the White Sox. Let's go. Every, uh, by the way, only reason I know that every single White Sox pitcher I've relief pitcher I've used so far has thrown heat and <laughs> thrown gas. Uh, former Yankee. We got two former Yankees to end it. Okay. One of the is Mike Ford. Could not believe he's on a major league roster. That I am shocked about. AL or NL? AL. Hmm. He is Ty France's backup. Ty France? Yep. One of my favorite cards in MLB The Show. Couldn't have been Ty Spain. Ty, his name's actually pronounced Ty. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mike Ford. Ty France. Oh, man. Um, the Rockies? No, not a bad guess. Uh, is the Seattle Mariners. Oh, uh, okay. Last but not least, maybe you get this one. Okay. Where in the world is Adam Adovino? I know he was on the Sox. He was on the Sox. He went Yankees, Sox, this team. Oh, I just, I saw... Um... What are that oh, you stupid... got it. No, I know this. I know. I'm. I'm certain. I know this. It was. He came back to New York. He's on the Mets. He is on the Mets. That's how you. End Let's go. No matter how Let's... you start, it's how you finish. You ended with a win. So that's one, like two and a half. You know what? Two and well, a half two and a half for nine. That's like over 300. I'm, I'm still in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> uh, that's well, it. That, that's it. That's all we got. Um, oh, wait. Final thing for baseball. Oh, I accidentally exited out of it. Never mind. I had a tab open. There was some great stats about, say, see a Suzuki, but you we'll know We'll get what? to it. He's, he'll be around. He'll be around. He'll be around. All you need to know is, from what I can remember, First Cubs player to hit in nine straight games, um, something like that. Youngest player to do it since 1943. He won uh, NL Player of the Week in his first week. Crazy. So with that. Wait, Athlete of the Pod, who is it? Oh, uh, could be PJ. Could be. um, Who else do we talk about? Jordan Poole. Poole. It might be Jordan Poole. No. We may have to go Debo. Debo, Debo's brother? Yeah, Debo's brother. Debo's brother. Debo's brother is officially the athlete of the pod. Wow. We wow. love it. And with wow. that, we conclude today's pod. Thanks for listening, guys. Peace out, guys.